Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today, we're going to be speaking into something that is perhaps a little bit foreign to some of us, and it may even sound like something you disagree with at first, but stick with me today and we'll hopefully come to a place of growth and discipleship. Today, the title for the podcast is Good Sheep. Good Sheep. I know some of you are tempted to turn this off already, but please stay with us. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. To those of you who t- tune in week after week, again, thank you so much for, for spending time with us. And as far as possible, we release this podcast every Tuesday. And the point is simply for us to spend some time together, 10, 15 minutes, and or perhaps over a cup of coffee or tea, perhaps in your car, on your way to work, or dropping off the kids, even a gym perhaps. Let's talk about something, about anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So if you haven't yet, can I ask you, please subscribe to this podcast so we can let you know every week when one drops and uh, even give it a share on social media. As I mentioned, today the title is Good Sheep. And if you are still listening, if you haven't turned off straight away, good job. Before I get into it, let me explain what I'm not saying. What I'm not saying is that we need to be sheep in the sense of just believing everything we hear and accepting everything without engaging our brains. I am not saying we just need to accept what our leaders are saying without discernment. I think it's also important to note that the context of this session is strictly within a church context. Now, with all of that said, Jesus, over and over and over, uses the analogy of sheep and shepherds in his image for what disciples are, right? We are his sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. Now, we might wish for a different analogy, right? We might wish to be lions or tigers or elephants or whatever, but Jesus, knowing our nature, calls us sheep. Again, being called a sheep is never a, a positive. It's never a compliment. And we, we kind of walk away going, can I be something else, Jesus? Can I be like a unicorn? Can I be a rhino? Whatever the case is. But Jesus chooses that. In Psalm 23, we read that God is our shepherd, implying that we are sheep. In the Gospels, we are called the sheep, as I've mentioned, who know their shepherd's voice. We are told that the enemy tries to come in and fit in with the sheep, even though he's a wolf. We are told that the sheep enter into their fold through Jesus. We are told that we know his voice. Um, So often, over and over and over, we are told that we are sheep. Into this idea and image, we also see shepherds. Again, Jesus is the shepherd, and he appoints others to be shepherd of the flock. That's what a pastor means. If you're a pastor, it simply means that you're called to shepherd the flock of God. This is a difficult thing to grasp. Because while a pastor is shepherd, they are also technically sheep at the same time. This is, uh, there is this dual nature thing happening all the time. But this is where I want to get to this morning. What does it mean? If, if, God, if Jesus says, hey, you are sheep, then what does it mean to be the best sheep we can possibly be for both Jesus, our ultimate shepherd, and to those under him whose authority we are under for a while? As a pastor, I know that my job basically boils down to loving and leading people well. This is done through a variety of ways and means uh, it can mean preaching or mentoring, decision-making, team building, etc., etc. But the idea is to love and lead people as best as I can. What I want the sheep in my congregation to know, what I want the people in my congregation to know is that they are loved and led. This means, if we take this down another thought, this means that a good sheep must be one that can be both loved and led well. You and I know there are some people who are just not leadable and they are not lovable. They don't like to receive love. So what does it mean to be a lovable sheep? Great question. The first thing is, as a sheep, can we be loved? Our society is defining this idea 
uh, and it's calling this anti-institutionalism. There's this idea within society. This basically means that if something looks like an institution, we automatically assume the worst of it. We look for reasons to be offended with the organization and with anyone who leads it. This for many people is for a good reason. Maybe you've been hurt, you've experienced injustice, you know what big corporations can do from banks to schools, businesses, governments, whatever the case is. Therefore, we can come into church with a default setting of like this. How are they going to hurt me or how are they going to offend me? We come in ready for a fight. We come in trying to oppose the leadership before we've even heard them or engaged with them. This approach makes it very difficult to be loved. If I'm looking for a reason to fight or get offended, then I'm not open to the possibility that there might be people in leadership who genuinely want to help and love me through what I'm going through. If our default is suspicion and a lack of trust, we become sheep who cannot receive love. The reason this is a problem is if we cannot receive love from those God has placed in authority over us and around us, then we can never fully be part of the body God is calling us into. We are never in a place where we feel confident enough to be vulnerable. If you, can't, if you feel like you cannot be loved, then you cannot be vulnerable. If this is the place where you're at right now, you find yourself in a place where you are not able to receive love. Can I encourage you? Find a place where you can. I know that sounds really weird as a pastor saying, hey, I would rather you find a place where you can be loved than to sit in a seat in my church. And I, I believe that's true for the majority of pastors. The majority of pastors would rather have people where, in a place where they can be loved rather than just filling a seat. Don't go where you can hide. Don't go where you know you're just going to remain anonymous. One of the things we need to survive is the sense that we are loved. If you've been offended or hurt or oppressed, welcome. Welcome to humanity. If you've been abused, I'm sorry. I, I, I know that all of these things hurt, hurt us and, and letting ourselves be loved again seems dangerous because, again, we're giving people the ability to hurt us, but it's the only way we can be healthy sheep. So number one, can we be lovable? Number two, are we leadable? Second thing is, can we be led? For some of us, the issue is not that we cannot be loved, but that we cannot be led. My personal observation is that more often than not, when you struggle with one, you will struggle with the other. If you struggle with being lovable, with people loving you, you're going to struggle with people leading you. However, the question I have for you, wherever you are and whoever your pastor or leader is, is are you leadable? Again, a reluctance to follow or submit to leadership is often attached to our culture of suspicion and distrust. We operate from the position that leaders are corrupt just because they're in leadership, and it's only a matter of time before they do something dodgy. You may have experience with pastors or bosses or leaders who were dishonest or who were abusive, and because of that, you see all those in leadership through that lens. If that is your default, then being led is not easy. And if we can't be led, then we cannot align with the mission God has deposited in the house that we're a part of. If we cannot submit to a leader, then we cannot not just then we become not just bad sheep but divisive sheep you may not be aware that this is the case but it comes out in a myriad of ways let me tell you some of the things that alert to me that someone is 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 struggling to be led number one they have a critical spirit if you have a critical spirit you it's going to be difficult for you to follow a leader if you are pushing your own agenda then you're always trying to bring something else into a group of people if you believe that the people who you are following are unqualified, perhaps you think you're better educated or you got more experience, whatever it is, thinking you can do a better job 
Or lastly, wanting to take rather than um, just give. You, you come into church and you're like, hey, this is all about me. I'm going to take, 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 and uh, I'm, I'm never going to contribute anything. The reality is that you may be better qualified. You may know more than the person in leadership. You may uh, have a better idea or a better agenda. You may be able to identify the shortcomings in their leadership, but God has placed that person in position of leadership. And for a reason, He's you, if you're not in the leadership position, you've got to accept that that's for a reason. Now I know that for some of us listening right here, uh, that there are a million different reasons why we don't want to let a leader love us and lead us. These reasons may have validity, but the question is, what kind of sheep will you be? What kind of sheep will I be? Can we all be loved and can we all be led? We have a saying here at Liberty Church is that if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. I would also change that just a little bit and say, if you cannot be loved, you cannot be led, and that means you cannot lead. If you're struggling to be loved, if you're struggling to be led, then you cannot lead others, and it'll be very difficult for you to love others. And without those two things, man, this whole idea of Christianity becomes really difficult. And again, this is not behavior modification. This is not fix yourself, do better, be better. No, this is, hey, how are you doing? How's your soul doing? Are you at that place where you can be loved? Are you at that place where you can be led? And if so, great, you're moving in the right direction. If not, can you maybe take these next few days and ask yourself some deep searching questions about how it might look like if you were to step out of that place of a critical spirit, out of that place of anti-institutionalism, suspicion, distrust, and allow someone in authority to love on you and lead you as one of God's sheep. I know this may be a tough idea, and I pray that as you chew on this over the rest of the week, that yeah, God would just minister to you in this place. Again, if you're in a place where you feel like you cannot be vulnerable, you cannot follow, I would encourage you, go find a place where you can. My heart for everyone listening to this is not that you would just fill a seat, but that you would be loved, that you would love, that you would be led, and that you would be able to lead. And if that means that you might need to change where you are in the kingdom of God, where you are in the body of Christ, then so be it. Have an amazing week, everybody. I hope this is something for you to chew on and digest. Have a great one. God bless. 